Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back. To meeting of the minds. I wonder if it kicks in once it notifies people. Or if it just started recording as soon as I recorded. And welcome back to meeting of the minds. Today we have the great Robbie Smith joining us. We're excited to have him. Give it a few seconds. We're ready to bring him on in. Thank you all for joining us. I appreciate the support. Make sure you check. Make sure you text. Mindset 1 to 84576 for our daily motivation blast. Every day we have a motivational lesson of the day. We could all use a little kickstart to get motivated, myself included. So that's what we're bringing to you. Remember, the simplest way to get yourself motivated is to get other people motivated. All right. So let's kick it in. There he is, going on? the voice of Beat the Streets extravaganzas in New York City. How's it going? Good, man. Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. How have you been? You know, I good, busy. Uh, we just, uh, me and my wife just moved back to Colorado. Um, we are uh, now going to be living here. Um, we had, uh, due to Corona, we, we got, I got let go from the Wildcat Wrestling Club and some stuff happened there. And now... Uh, moving forward and then figuring out life, you know, we're kind of all in the same situation and in this crazy world we're living in right now. And, you know, it's, it's just going well, you know, just keeping a positive mindset and, and checking forward, you know, it's all you can do. You can't, when you hit a bump in the road, you got to figure your way out. So, yeah. Yeah. That's where we say these, these wrestling lessons, they're life lessons because we get knocked yeah. around and it's just, you keep moving forward you use the lessons that you have, the connections that you've made, and all the virtue that you've built to just keep pressing on. No, for sure. So for talk sure. about your mindset and, uh, when you're competing. Talk about your mindset. Um, yeah, go ahead, no. go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, so when, when I compete, it, it's it, 
my mindset's always on, you know, one goal and that's to win, right? That's what everybody's goal is, but it's kind of what I'm going through right now, you know, in, in the, in the mindset of, you know, adversity, when you reach an adversity, how do you approach that adversity? If you're going to head it head on and, 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 and figure your way out of it. And uh, so it, when I wrestle, I just always try to be as positive as possibly can. And that's how I try to be my whole life. It's just positivity and, and, um, and, and try to and put that into wrestling. And when I wrestle, that is a completely different mindset for me. And it, 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 when, I mean, not different, but like just apply that. So when, you know, my biggest match was in 2015 at the world championships and, and I was down seven, zero adversity, right? What do you do? How, how are you going to come back from that and, and figure out what's going to, what, what are you going to do? And um, for me, it was, you know, keep a clear mind. Don't worry, stick to the plan and just keep going forward. Um, and, and it was, it was, it's how I live my life every day. You know, I'm, I'm a positive person and I try to stay positive in all moments of time and, and, and just keep chugging along. And that's, that's what keeps me where I am. I have fun when I wrestle. And that's, I try to tell people all the time, younger, the youth, like when you're going out there, it's a sport. Don't put yourself down. Don't always keep your head up. Always keep going forward. When you're down in a match, it's not time to cry. It's time to figure out how to get better or, or what's the position you can do to score points. Only, you can only do one thing at a time, and it's what you can keep in control of. You can control your feet, your pace, your hands, your mindset. You know, you can't control the score all the time, but that's how it is also in life. You can control what you do, how you act, what, what goes on in your mind. And um, that's kind of how I live my life. And I, I live it every day like that. That's how I, I am where I am today. So it's kind of, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome ride. And I'm, I'm, I'm it's been distilled and be by my parents. It doesn't come just naturally sometimes. It's how you grow up. And I was lucky to have a wonderful family and, and great parenting. So, yeah. That's awesome. You know, I think a big misconception a lot of people have is they, they look at an optimist like yourself, a positive thinker, and they think that means, well, Robbie Smith never has bad days. He never gets negative. He never gets down on himself, which I know because a lot of people, the same thing with me. And it's a misconception. Like, we have bad days, too. So talk yeah. about, talk about how, you, how you deal with that when those negative thoughts start coming in. Do you talk yourself up? Do you actively focus on the positives? What do you do? Communication. Honestly, communication is super key to me um you know it's if it's talking to my wife it's talking to my coaches talking to my parents it's the that uh, the village you build around you an athlete can't do it by itself if an athlete tries to do it by himself typically doesn't succeed you never you have to have that village built around you and that's who i communicate with that group of pe core people in my life that i can talk to so communication is huge when i do have a bad day you know when i do you know and and Sometimes it happens in the everyday life, but if it happens in the room at that point in time, when I'm, when it's in the room, that day's over, that bad day's over by the time I get out of that room and it's a new day. I step into that room the next day and it's a new day and I start off fresh, clear the mind and just start going. Um, and, and I never say there's never a really a bad day. There's always learning lessons. A loss is a learning lesson. You know, if you had a bad day in a tournament, that's not a bad day. It's you, if you lost, it's just a learning lesson. And it's how you come back from that. So if I have a bad day in life or a bad day in a room or whatever, I reevaluate what happened that day or in the room or what's going on and see how I can change that, 
to be positive. Um, but yes, there's, there's never, no one ever just ha lives life all happy, go lucky. Live, I might have a frustrating and you know, why am I frustrated? What's going on? Do I have to communicate with somebody to get that frustration out? Because once you voice it, it's out there. And then, then you can do something to it where if you don't voice that or don't get it out there, you never can do anything with it. And it's, and you, you fester with it. And I've done that where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm grumpy, I'm grumpy, I'm grumpy. And, and sometimes somebody's like, what's up? And that's all it takes is just somebody asks me what's going on. You know, you just, sometimes I verbally vomit on them. I apologize for it, but that's what happens. And then I'm like, Oh, that's what it was. And so that's what I really based my whole life on is if I can, if I'm having something going wrong, I can communicate it. And once I can communicate, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. That's, that's a huge point. And I don't think that's come up on meeting of the minds and as, and it should, that, that should be given its due regard because I would, I would say that's the thing with me too, being more of a verbal person also. Um, yes. Yeah. A lot of times, like you said, speaking to your wife, speaking to your workout partner, speaking to a yeah. coach, to a teammate, a lot of people, when they get down, they internalize it. Mm -hmm. And and then they, they stay locked in on themselves as opposed to stepping outside of themselves a little bit. That's a very important point. And also, too, it, it can also go yeah. the other way. And that's how you can be a good or a leader is if you see somebody having that day. This, and all, all it needs is for you to say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And they might verbally vomit on you. So listen to them and, and help them that way. So I've had it both ways. And I've even done it with coaches. I've just, you know, me and my coach, Momir or, or Mark Halverson, where we sit there and I'm like, what's going on? Like, why, what, why, are, you, why are you this way today? You know, and it could, you never know what's going on. And, and, and that's the biggest thing is in my mind is communication. Because if I internally hold everything in, I'm tighter, I'm tense. My mind's not in the right spot. Uh, I'm holding it all in before my matches and or before practice. I go to practice, have a bad practice, go to a tournament, have a bad tournament. When all I had to do is just explain it to somebody and maybe they might have advice for me to, to go the opposite way. Or I see one of my teammates doing the same thing. I go, what's up? How you doing? And they, they talk to me and I can help them out. So I think communication is huge in, in a lot of people's lives. And I think it needs to be done more. I feel if we just all talk it out, I mean, we could be in a lot better shape, you know, so. Yeah, that's big. Now also, Ned, the, the other point you brought up there, or before, was that you said you never leave practice. Once you leave practice, you're on to the next day. So yeah. is there, when, there, when, there's a, when you're having a bad day, when it's a rough one, is it, what did I learn today and then move on? Is it more just focus on what I want to accomplish and tell myself this is, tell yourself this is one step along the way. This is part of the process. Is it singing a song? I know for me a lot of times I'll just get a, I'll start singing a song. It makes me feel a little bit better. Speaking to people, what do you do? Because so, that's I unbelievable mean, uh, to a lot of people. Having a tough day, having a yeah. bad day in practice, and then when you leave the room being done with it, that's a remarkable thing. And, and, and it's it's not. I mean. I do my best to, to make that happen. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's where that communication comes in. Right. But typically when, when I leave the practice room, I try to take the positive out of that practice. You know, um, say if I got just scored on a ton of times or whatever, I always try to take the positive. All right, well, this is what happened, you know, or if I wasn't scoring, you know, as I got later, in, uh, as I'm getting later in my career, you know, 
and the higher the level I got, the better I was, you know, in practice, I would set goals for myself. And it's the competitor in you, you know, it, it, you, you set a goal, you reach for that goal and you set that goal every practice. Sometimes if you have an inferior uh, practice partner and you might need to set that goal high and if you don't reach it, you're like, God, I didn't have a good practice. Well, no, no, no. This is what you did have a good practice with. This is how you, your breathing was good. Your stand, your, your motion was good. Maybe you didn't score as many points, but your motion was good. So I always, if I had a bad day, I try to pick out the positive. And if I didn't have a bad, you know, or if, if, if it was festering a little bit more or something, that's when I would communicate. That's when I would go to my, my group, my people around me and be like, you know, this is what happened today. How, what do you think? You know, if I had, if, or if I would, had a rough day of one of my coaches say, Hey man, I don't know what happened today, but I, you know, we were, we were, we were bashing back and forth. Let's talk it out. So um, that's really how I would do it. But also to me too, is I like my outside life. And I can't bring that home with me. If I am bringing a bunch of aggression home with me, I just worked out and beat somebody up. And if I do that, bring it home with me, it's just going to fester. I'm going to stay tight and I'm not going to focus and I'm not going to have that. So I just, you know, how you say you sing a song or whatever, I would always just turn on my, my sense of my inner like calmness. So if, if it's in the shower, when I'm taking a shower, I'm listening to music and I'm singing you know, or, you know, I'm dancing, or I'm doing something It that reconnects my brain to, all right, that's done. Let's move on and let's go forward. You know, and I, for me, I had better, more, way more good days than bad, you know, because I always just try to stay positive. That's what's setting that goal. If I felt my body was tired or, or not feeling right, or I had an injury that I was trying to, I wouldn't set my goal super high. I would set my goal to what I could achieve that day. And once you achieve that goal, you give yourself a, a sense of accomplishment and then you move forward from there. That just keeps that positive mindset where if you set a, a t- you're hurting and you're not listening to your body and you set a goal that's going to be unachievable, that's when you're like, well, why didn't I do it? Well, no, you're, you're probably tired. You've got to listen to yourself. Your body's your tool in this sport. If you don't listen to it, you're going to just demolish it. So you know, that's what I try to do. And that's what I try to implement in myself. That's another big point. Uh, speak a little bit more about that. Cause I think a lot of wrestlers, we don't, I was guilty of this a lot, not listening to my body. Just, I got to come in and get another workout. It's another workout. Just grind it out, grind it out, not listening to myself. And you hear that, whether it's great bodybuilders, great wrestlers, great, mm-hmm. any, any field mm-hmm. of life that they're really good at. It's conscious, it's deliberate, and it's listening to their their body and their mind and how they're feeling. How do you do that without, without maybe being too attentive, like overboard with oh, my emotions, my feelings, but still being honest with yourself? Yeah, and, and so what you have to do is, is exactly that, be honest with yourself, come to grips with that. Um, you know, there's, you always have the coaches say, you can't overtrain, you can go out there. Well, yes, you can. And as a younger athlete, if you can do this as a younger athlete, recovery, what you put in your body, uh, cold plunging, stretching, all that, your body's, as you get older, it's going to recover better, you know? Um, and so when I, I saw that with older athletes, that's why I started earlier uh, with it, because I, they're like, you know, they always tell me, don't get old, don't get old, don't get old, do, you know, do this now. And you're like, oh, okay, old man, whatever. Well, I was like, well, no, they, they know what they're doing. So I'm going to listen to them. So that's what I did is I, I, would stretch after practice. I would go into saunas not to cut weight, but to actually relax and let my body 
you know, do what it has to do. And, you know, recovery is huge, but then also sleep is huge, you know, and if you don't get that, there's days where I go in there and no one, or I would go in, in, in to the wrestling room and it would be, I had a hard night's sleep and I'd just be like, I'm dead. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. Well, I have to communicate that with my coaches and set a goal that's can I can achieve for that day. And we go forward from there. And it's being honest to be able to communicate that, to communicate that to a coach. Because that's, that's the whole thing, right? Every athlete has it. That coach, you're, you either, you know, you're afraid of them, you respect them. There, there's a fine line there where you have to get that relationship with your coach that you can communicate that. If you're not feeling it that day, be like, hey, now you can't abuse that, of course. There's our guys that go out there and abuse it. But you have to go in and say, hey, um, I had a, a bad night's sleep. I, I'm not going to – just bear with me. If you can do that and communicate that, it's oh, awesome. That's the best thing for you. But recovery, sleep, nutrition, and recovery are the biggest things as you get older as an athlete that are going to take you to the next level. You know, you always have your strength training and you always have your wrestling, but it's that men mentality, the mental part of it, the recovery. We don't talk enough about the recovery, the nutrition and all that, because once it's all, it's, it's all a big package. And if one is this out of loop a little bit, you don't reach your goal. And you're like, why, why does it happen? And that was a big thing for me. When I was younger, I was wrestling uh two eleven. I was wrestling 96 kilos. And um, when I was Cutting all that weight, it never was about wrestling. It was only about cutting weight. My nutrition was, I just wasn't doing it. I, then I wasn't recovering. And I mental, the, the, the doubt would come into the brain. So you're fighting doubt now. What? My body, my lifting came in. My recovery got better. It just all fall in the point. And that's when I really started taking leaps and bounds of what I was doing. And so, you know, that's, that's my biggest thing is communication. And then what, what you put in your body and how you treat your body, that's how you become a better athlete. I mean, I think every elite athlete will do it. It's the same, same way from all, all spectrums of sports. So. Yeah. It's that holistic approach crossing your T's, dotting your I's, doing everything to make sure you're on yeah. track. Because again, like you said, everyone's doing their lifting, everyone's doing their cardio, everyone's doing their technique, but then not everyone's training prop or resting and recovering properly. Not everyone's mm -hmm. working on their mindset or their nutrition, doing all yeah. these, as we said, recovery. It's just very yeah. big, the stretching, like you said. Stretching, so. huge. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very flexible for a, a big guy. And everybody's like, how are you so flexible? Because I stretch after every practice. I make sure I am loose. That's my biggest thing is when I'm, I get into a position, I might have a gut and I might not look the best in shape, but trust me, when it's go time, my, my body works how I need it to work. And, um, and that's due to what, how I work my butt off every day. And, and, right. but it's that, that recovery after practice. I take, I make sure I have 10 minutes of stretching after every practice, breathing, relaxing, let my body just absorb what it just took. Because sometimes we just unlace our shoes and leave. We don't take the time to let our body relax naturally, you know, just breathing, stretching, let it cool down, you know, I, and then by that time I can move on to the next thing. And that makes me decompress. And, and then I go take that shower. That takes all that dirt off of me, that mentality. I'm listening to my music. 
Now I'm walking out of that room happy. Now I'm walking out of that room with a smile on my face, talking to my teammates. And, or if I had, if that, if I had a bad day, or my mentality is even better than it was walking in. So there's, that's what it takes for me. And I hopefully I instill that into my wrestlers when I coach them and stuff to, to try to do. And um, it's, it's unbelievable and I love it. So it's made me who I am today. And when I'm like, now, like I just said, how we started this whole conversation, I would put into a difficult situation in life. How am I going to approach it? I can give up and quit or I can refresh clear my mind and go forward because that's what wrestling in, instills in every person that does it is that that mindset of we can do it how did i do it in this difficult position now how can i apply that to life and that's what i love about it that's awesome that's great stuff yeah. um talk about when you step on the line i mean there's not to gloss over any of that i hope everyone takes notes no 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 information no. but i'll yeah, but yeah. The, the, next, the next point I was going to say, when you step on the line, what are you thinking about when you're, you know, national qualifier um, or w world team trials, international competition, you're stepping on the line right before the match. What's going on in your head? What are you telling yourself? What are you focusing on? Um, it's, it's, I, it's crazy. I've had that question asked to me a million times and, you know, there's, I have nerves rushing through my brain, but, I do, I have a very strange um, way of getting warmed up. I, I slap myself from head to toe and it, it locks me in, right? And, and I've done it since I was a little boy. And um, I, I've always had certain routines that I do and I black out. After I do that right there, so up leading up to it, you have doubt rushing through your brain. You have excitement. You have everything come in into your brain and you're sitting there and you're trying to think of like you're fighting everything off. And, and then by that time I, I get to the mat, I, I give a high five to my coach. I do my routine. I say my prayer and I walk out there and it's just calm, cool, collected. And I don't know what it is. It's just a switch in my brain. I've trained myself over the years that once I turn that on, now it's time to go. Now it's time to have fun. It's what we love to do. And that's what, I've always, yeah. I go out there and I feel a peace to myself. I feel that, that, that this is what I've been training for, for my life every time. And then it's, it's kill or be killed, right? You're go, you're facing a, another man and it's like, he wants that victory. How bad do you want it? And I love that, that drive it. There's no other sport like it. I mean, MMA might come to it, but there's no, you train, wrestlers train the hardest in the world. There's no questions in my mind that we are the hardest training people in the world. And you work up to that moment and then you get to actually show what you've done and see how he's compared to you in the mentality. And you, there's no feeling like breaking a person in a match when you're like, I got him, you know? And that's the kind of stuff. But honestly, I go out there and my brain is clear and it's just all just kind of euphoric. It's just, it's just exciting. It's that, that adrenaline rush. I always tell people, my adrenaline, you could break my arm and I'll still wrestle. I've, I've broken ribs, clavicles, everything. And I'm, that adrenaline rush is just unbelievable. And I just, I go into it and it's a euphoria and I just love it so much that I just keep going and keep going, keep going. But then it's bringing yourself down from that high that you have. So that match is over. It's like, all right, now I have to calm back down, cool, and then bring it back up. You peak and valley so many times throughout a day. It's 
you got to understand where you're at. But when I step on that mat, that moment in time, that's me. That's where I am. That's how I, that's what I do my best. That's what I love. I perform and I can't, I can't explain it outside of that. It's very difficult to, for me to, to say like, what am I thinking? Cause I don't think, cause if you're thinking out there, you're one step behind. So it's just, you go out there and if you put it, you have to trust the process you've put in the work. Again, I go back to this match a lot because I could talk about it. Everybody asked me, like, when you wrestled in 2015 for the bronze medal, my coaches asked me what the plan was. I said, what, what do you mean what the plan? The plan, I said, my plan is I'm going to throw the kitchen sink at the guy. And I went out and I executed the plan. But I, people ask me, like, how would you have the heart? I have the heart. I, I always have the heart. The mentality is there. And you just grind through it. And you just enjoy it. And the more you enjoy it, the better it is. And it's just that, like I said, that euphoria that I always get when I go out there. And I love it. I do. And then, and then that's the best so, way I can explain it. That's how I feel every time I do it. So. And now you spoke about a routine. Does that routine help put you into that mentality? Every time. So it's, and, and people laugh at me. I've been laughed at all over the world. But I do it. I, I give my high five to a coach. I slap his hand as hard as I can. I get down, I say a prayer to myself and I start from my ankles all the way up into my face. And I just slap every part of my body, my arms, my ribs, everything. And once I slap my face and I, I don't count it, I just do it naturally. And I slap myself hard. Once I slap my face, I come out and I just, it's just time to go. Like my, I've trained my body to just know at that moment in time, like the sting of it, everything. I just, it's hard to explain because it's so, it's like, okay, it's time to have fun. You know, it's time to, it's go time. And I've trained myself to do it. And I love, I think it's a routine that's helped me, you know, get into it. And, um, but it's, that's what it is. And I, 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 I kind of black out, I go out there and I let my body, I trust my body to do what it does, you know, because I've been in matches where I, I, I panic or I start thinking, and those are the matches I lose. And I have to try to bring back myself. And I do try to tell myself when I'm, I'm down or something. I, and it's, it's just, you're okay. Breathe. Breathe. You're okay. We're gonna, you're going to chip back. When I was down 7-0, a point away, you're all right. You're all right. And my, it's big when you have coaches. Again, back to communication. Momir in my match in the Worlds came up to me. I, I'm down. I scored my first points at. 259 of the match. I'm down 7-0. Scored. He comes up to me and goes, we have him right where we want him. I'm like, I'm down by five. What do you mean we have him right where we want him? But that right there told me, okay, you're all right. I got it. Let's go out and just keep sticking to the plan. Chip, chip, chip away. And so it's key words that I tell my coaches to tell me, you know, move your feet. Move your feet. Head up. Move your feet. That's, I love hearing that because then I'm dancing. I'm breaking the guy down. And that's just trigger words that help me throughout the match that I don't think about, but my body reacts to them because we've trained it in, in practice. We've done the work. My body just reacts. And that's what is what's so great about this sport. So, you know, you train, will, train, will you train. Communicate those trigger words. Will you, will you communicate those trigger words to the coaches ahead of time? Heck yeah. Yep. I will. And I even do it with, so Joe Rao, I, I train uh, with Joe Rao and I work with Joe Rao. Um, and I do the same thing with him, you know, and he'll tell me, we, 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 I would, I was like, what do you, 
as a coach now, now as you know, I, I take what I take as an athlete and to use it as my coach. I said, what do you want to hear it on the mat? Cause sometimes if I'm being so loud or, or doing something, it's, it's chaotic, but telling them 30 second burst, 10 second burst. He likes hearing stuff like that. You have, you know, move, 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 move. He wants it's it's sometimes it sounds chaotic, but he wants you to explain the whole match to him. Well, there's some guys, you know, that don't want to hear anything. They want you to be silent. So communicating with your coach. So that's what I would do. My, I would hear my coach yelling something at me and I knew he'd just say, move, you know, move your feet, move your feet, breathe. Cause you can see me not breathing. And that's a huge thing. So holding your breath out there. It's, it's hard. Breathe, move your feet, get your rhythm, move your feet. And that's what I would do. I would communicate that with him. And then by the time you're older and you've been with him for years, I mean, I was with both my coaches for such a long time where I, it, it would just, we just know, right. He knows what to say to me. And then you have that connection, but it only comes with communication back to what we started with communicating what you need. And um, if you don't do that, how is your coach supposed to know? Because he could be yelling at you. You might not like it, but you don't come off that mess and coach, calm down. That's not going to hurt your coach's feelings. It's going to help him coach you for the next match or coach. I need more information. Give me times, you know, minute in two minutes in 30 seconds left, 10 seconds left. You know, some people, some guys want to hear that. So big thing of that. And that's those key words coming at you can always reboot your head that you don't even know. You have no idea that it's doing it, but your body, you've trained your body to do it. And so that's, what's so great about it. So I, I've, I've been a part of that. I've, I've had that with all my coaches and it goes all the way to my dad. I mean, when I was a little boy, he would yell stuff out of the stands. The only person I could hear in the stands was my dad. And he would yell something at me. And I'm like, okay, all right, I got it. And so that's how I've always been. I want my coaches to communicate to me. Some, some people don't, but you got to verbalize that to your coach until that's how you become better. So that that's so big. It's not even funny. That's, that's huge. Like I really hope everyone watching this and even this be recorded and then people will watch it. Like that, those, that's yeah. just so big that don't expect that your coach is a mind reader and you're certainly saying everything in a respectful way, but you have to communicate and let them know yeah. because you know what words work for you. The coaches yeah. aren't going to, they're not inside your head. They might, they might approximate, they might approximate what you want, but you could tell them exactly what you want. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and if you're hearing the right things and then you also can you control the, the, you know, sometimes coaches get so hyped up and they're yelling and you're, you, you're, that might hype you up and then you freeze right. and something might happen. So you got to understand where you're at, you know, and, and, or if you're in a bad situation, you know, there's sometimes where I've caught myself younger and I'm like, Oh shit, you know, like, uh, and it freaks out your wrestler and you got to understand like, no, 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 you're okay. You're okay. Keep working, you know? And, and also too, what I've come to find out is, as coaching and as an athlete where, where you tell the wrestler to watch out for something. I don't do that. Um, my coaches never, we always work to our strength, not to their strengths. Right. So when a coach says you're, you're going in this match and he has a great body lock, watch out for that body lock. Well, now I have that stuck in my brain somewhere and I'm thinking about that body lock instead of, you know what, let's, let's work a single underhook, you know, elbow high, and, 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 and work ourselves, work from there, you know, or work, let's, instead of getting to body locks, let's work two on ones. That's also what you have to communicate with your coach. And as a coach that's watching this, not to say that to your athlete, uh, biggest thing I've ever, I've seen the whole 
my whole career from when I was four years old till me being 33 is someone telling him, uh, an athlete, watch out for a headlock, head and arm. What happens? That kid goes and gets a head, head, hit in the head and arm because he's watching out for that head and arm. So he, instead of, you know what, let's control the hands. Let's control, you know, let's not give him the opportunity there, you know? So, or, or let's, let's work our stuff to it in positive reinforcement instead of negative reinforcement. That's huge too. And you hear that when you hear that from a corner, you know, headlock's coming, headlock's coming. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, and then next thing you know, you hit headlock. So that the positive reinforcement through a corner is bigger than you know. And that comes with trigger words, positivity, you know, and, and being there. Now, if you, a big also thing too is throwing a challenge or asking for a challenge because that could really hurt an athlete too when you're going and you, you, you throw a challenge and he thinks, oh, you know, what's going on? You got to understand when to do it and how to do it. So it's such a mental game. That mental process of it all is unbelievable. You know, you could do all the physical work, but if you're not ready for it, that's the whole thing. Like when I go back to it, but it was the best tournament I have, 2015, when Momir would throw a challenge, I know he knows I felt it. I wanted it. He's going to throw it, right? And he saw it on my face. You got to understand. And, and, it goes into folk style. If you're going to ask a ref, if, you, you're, if you're upset about something, you're going to come out there and time out and, and stop the match. you got to understand what that's doing to your athlete too because he's in a rhythm and he might be coming back and you t do something like that, you might distract something. So on both sides, I've been coaching and also competing. So I kind of feel both sides of it all. And, um, you know, it, it, the mentality and the, the communication for me is the biggest thing out there. That's, that's huge. So many, so many good things you said. One other point that I that I heard you say is about remind athletes reminding themselves to breathe because a lot of times they hold their breath and that's why they're tired. They go through a two hour practice and then thirty second flurry and they're gassed. A lot of times yes. they don't realize they hold their breath. Gas. Um, that was the biggest thing too. Coach Bomir, he uh, he would always make me breathe through my nose, and it, it's weird and it's hard. It's difficult, especially in a practice. Breathe through your nose. Breathe through your nose, because you can control your breath better through your nose when you're hyperventilating, breathing through your mouth. And it, it, you know, there's science going out there saying what you should and should not do. But for me, when he told me that I would try to focus on that breath, breathing through my nose and my, my movements were coming. And this wasn't in a match, right? But this was in practice. This is training me to do this. So when it came match time, it was in my brain. It was locked in there. I did all my thinking in practice. I never thought on a match. So lock in there, go out there. So he said, breathe through your nose, breathe through your nose. So I breathe through my nose and you catch it. You, th you think about it. It's, it's weird. You think about breathing through your nose more than you think about breathing through your mouth. So as I'm sitting there thinking of my breath in practice, when I'm out there wrestling in a match and I feel myself getting overhyped, I'm like, you know, okay, reset, let's go. If I had that moment of a break, you know, if I'm in an underhook and I have that, all right, we're okay. Let's go. You know, so breathing is unbelievable on you can't, I can't stress more of how to do it and to learn that breath, because that's one big thing we get into scrambles, um, you know, deep, deep water matches. If you can control your breath, you might be in the better shape. 
you know, it's and you might, it, it, it's weird, right? You, you could put all the work in in the world, but you're out there and you're, you're tensed up and you hold your breath. You're going to gas out real quick. Like you said, 30 second scrambles. But if you could control it, be at peace, be peaceful at mind, go out there, have fun. Remember, it's a match. You're not going to die. That's why, you know, I tell my you're like, you're all right. It's, this is a sport. Have fun with it. It's the craziest sport in the world, but have fun with it. And, and that really helps me a lot in, in keeping my breathing. So that's big. Yeah. yeah huge. Great. Really, really great stuff. I mean, everything here was just a lot of gold nuggets of information. Keep up. I appreciate we'll it. Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, close with the fun question. How did, um, how'd you get that gig at beat the streets where you became the announcer for everyone? It, it's crazy. So I, again, me being just my, my personality and, uh, the the board of Beat the Streets were at the uh, 2016 Olympic Trials, and um, they saw me address the crowd. Just after I made the team, I just I grabbed the mic and I wanted to thank everybody there and address the crowd. And they saw the 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 response I got from everybody, and and they they called me up and said, "Hey, you want to do it?" And I was like, "Sure, I'd love to be on a big screen in the middle of Times Square." And and it was a great opportunity. I've done it now the past four years. I'm pretty sad. I, you know, we don't get to do it this year. You know, hopefully, we, you know, they might be pushing it later. But it was – it's an unbelievable and, – and it's the same thing, too, there is it's, – it's, it's crazy. I, I've never been on a mic. I've never been in front of that many people before on a mic and, and addressing it. I was in the middle of Times Square. I'm 60 feet tall on a screen. I'm, and I just – I went back to what I know, wrestling. How do you do it? breathe i'm good i got this be yourself go out there have fun and that i do that every time and they keep calling me back so i love it you know and it's, it's it's a great experience beat the streets is a great foundation you know getting inner city kids onto a wrestling mat and teaching them what we just talked about today helping them through life and, and giving them the experiences you can't beat that it's the best sport in the world and it teaches you so many life lessons that you have to learn through it to be the best in the world. And, and you can take those lessons that you learn and apply it to real life. And it, it helps you out tremendously. So it's That's the awesome. greatest sport. Yeah. That's great. That's great stuff. Like you said, that those lessons in wrestling, they just translate from life. We came full circle in the conversation. Y yes, That's we great. did. It was perfect. That's great stuff. Where do we send people? We got your Instagram. You got a Twitter, I'm sure. Uh, I, I'm, I'm off. Tw I'm off Twitter off right Twitter. now. Um, off Twitter right now. Instagram is my biggest thing. It's right up there. RTDS Greco. I'll, I post on there. Um, off Twitter. Off Facebook. This is my biggest social media thing right now. You know, you, you read again. You read so much going on in the world, and I was getting a little bit too consumed of it all. So I'm kind of just taking a break a little bit from those social media sites and just sticking to this. And I can share my life this way. So awesome. Great stuff, yeah. Robbie. Awesome mindset stuff. Obviously, you always have a job as a mindset coach if you want to come no, on board. I, because everything you said I appreciate is it. absolutely on point. So thank you very much. I hope everyone awesome. watch this, rewatch this. Make sure you have a notebook. Make sure you take notes. That was great stuff. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Absolutely. Take care, brother. Well, have a good one. You too. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. 
Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.